three weeks from today, adults in Springfield and throughout the state of Illinois can go down to a store like the one that'll be in downtown Springfield or one that'll be in Grandview. Walk up to the counter, buy yourself some pot, legal marijuana. That's going to change a lot of things in this community and in this state. And uh, some of the biggest changes will be in how Springfield police deal with this. Police Chief Kenny Winslow joins us live this afternoon to catch us up to speed on the preparations for this major change in the legal and social landscape here in Illinois. Chief Winslow, always a pleasure. Thanks for taking the time. We appreciate it. No problem, Jim. How are you? I'm doing all right. Thank you. Uh, Let me just ask you, three weeks to go, is the Springfield Police Department ready for this, and what have you been doing to get ready for it? Yeah, we'll be ready for it. We've been basically tracking this for several months, including the veto session. So we've been working with our uh, city legal department to come up with training for our officers that will start going out Monday to them. So we'll have two weeks of training leading up to this about what the law is, what people can and can't do, uh, what actions to take, et cetera. The law is very voluminous, and there's a lot of different things to it. Some of it's a little ambiguous. So trying to just get that information out to the officers as well as, you know, educating our public at the same time right now. One of the big challenges, obviously, would be in traffic enforcement and making sure that you have the tools necessary to be able to spot and to uh, appropriately deal with uh, drivers who may be impaired by marijuana. What will the Springfield Police Department's approach be to this possibility? Well, you know, driving under the influence of cannabis is not new. It's been a violation forever. Uh, the only difference is now you can have five nanograms of uh, cannabis in your uh, system versus before it was zero. So if you have five can- five nanograms of cannabis in your system, or I should say cannabis, THC, in your system, then it's presumed that you are impaired and under the influence by the law. So uh, the things that we do for that, obviously, is the same thing we've always done as far as field sobriety testing. It's the same field sobriety testing that we've done with uh, alcohol. Uh, it's also the driving that we witness, et cetera. And we look at these kind of characteristics and the uh, behaviors that people are displaying. Additionally, we do have four officers at our department that are trained drug recognition experts to help uh, do a little more in-depth field sobriety. We're also trying to send four additional officers to a class come up in April for that. Uh, with that said, that's about a six-week training program, and it's not a cheap program. It's very expensive, and having, losing officers for six weeks at a time is burdensome on us. So we're hoping that the uh, state helps pay for that. That was part of the bill. They were supposed to help pay for additional training. We're hoping to get a little bit out of that. I know that there's also a program, and some departments are implementing this, to to train officers to do blood draws at the scene, because that would be the most reliable way, obviously, to determine if someone has a a level of THC in their system that would uh, cause impairment. Uh, Do you have any plans to send your officers to to get that training and be able to do those blood draws if they suspect a driver's under the influence of cannabis? No, not at this time. And I do know there are departments around the state that are taking that route. We're going to take a wait and see to that. Obviously, when you're talking about um, you know sticking people with needles on the side of the road, people who especially may be impaired or under the influence, what type of behavior we're having there. Uh, I just, it's just something I don't think we're going to get into at this point in time. We're going to monitor that program, but it's not something we are looking at this time. Right now, we're going to concentrate more on the DRE aspects of it. And obviously, you know, we can always ask somebody for blood or urine, and if they refuse that test, uh, and we have reasonable suspicion to believe that they are under the influence, then obviously they can't refuse. If they do refuse it, uh, it's an automatic suspension of your license for up to one year. And if we want to push the issue, we can obviously call the state's attorney's office, get a uh, get, the call, get a hold of the on-call state's attorney, and get a warrant and forcefully take them down and draw their blood at the hospital. 
But as far as officers pulling blood on the side of the road, I don't see our guy doing that. Springfield Police Chief Kenny Winslow is here with us talking about uh, the upcoming introduction, uh, introduction of legal marijuana uh, here in the city. Uh, there was a, It seemed a little bit of confusion last week. We were talking to the mayor, and I believe he was checking with you, also checking with Corporation Council. One of the questions has to do with, especially as warmer weather gets here, uh, people actually consuming marijuana, maybe lighting up a joint while sitting on their front porch or sitting in their backyard, but in a place where they could be visible to neighbors or others. Uh, what's your understanding now of how that's going to be handled and what will Springfield police officers be told about that situation should they encounter it? Well, right now I just came from actually a legislative meeting for the Illinois Chiefs earlier today, and uh, the opinion that the appellate prosecutor's office has given is that you cannot do that, that it would be prohibited to smoke in the front yard or front porch, but it comes down to a policy decision for the department. And that's a conversation I'm going to have with the mayor and city legal here in the near future about how we're going to uh, proceed with that. Uh, that was information I just gathered, you know, up at about 2 o'clock this afternoon, uh, this morning, that that was their opinion of it. And, again, uh, sometimes, uh, you know, we've had this conversation with the state's attorney's office about how he wants to handle things down here. Uh, obviously, we're talking city legal because depending on the violation, it could be a civil violation, it could be a criminal violation, just depending on how you violate the act. So it's one of those split things there. So that's one of the things we are still trying to work through right there at this moment. The big thing is I always tell my officers, if there's a, uh, and this is what I would tell the public too, if in doubt, err on the side of caution. So uh, the, the law specifically states that you can't uh, partake in the use of recreational marijuana in public view. Well, how is that defined? But it also says that you can take, you can partake in your private residency as long as there's not somebody under the age of 21 in close proximity. So it's one of those things that I think what this is really going to come down to eventually is somebody going to take it to court and then we'll get a court ruling or the legislators are just going to have to come out and uh, amend the law and come out with a, uh, a clear definition of what they meant there and what their intent was. Because Corporation Council interpreted this differently last week. They said if you want to sit on your front porch and, and smoke a joint, if there's no children present, that that's okay. But what you're telling me is that's really not been fully decided yet from a Springfield Police standpoint. Well, that's a conversation that I had uh, initially. That, that information was relayed to me by City Corporation Council, and that's something, like I said, I just got this additional information today, and I'm sure we'll do a follow-up uh, with Corporation Council as well as the appellate prosecutor's office, and we'll come to the decision there. But the information we got today also was it's also going to come down to a policy decision. Uh, officers don't enforce every aspect of every law. There's discretion that's involved there. If somebody's sitting on their porch, uh, one, how are we going to know that they're smoking cannabis unless we're called there for a call or if we're uh, – uh, you know, having to be just walking on walking patrol in front of the house, then we might be able to tell. But again, you know, I, I don't see our guys going out of their way to uh, to enforce that aspect of the law. Um, Chief, as you mentioned, there's a you know provision in here about not consuming marijuana around minors. Uh, but obviously, I can sit and drink a beer in my home if a child's present. That's not an issue here. Is the question on this? I mean, is that marijuana in any form? Uh, if is that just the smokable form? And can I have an edible if there is a child around? What what's help us sort this all out? It's my understanding it's any form, you know, and obviously when people think about it, I think the most common form people are going to use is smoking. Uh, and, you know, years ago I talked to people, there was we had a case years ago that I was involved in where there was a gentleman who was uh, purposely trying to get a young toddler high by blowing smoke into his face. And that's not going to be something we're going to enforce with a, a, a civil violation. That's something we're going to charge somebody with the endangering life and health of a child if there's something so, uh, uh, you know, 
obviously wrong with the situation there. We're going to, we're going to charge him criminally there. We're not going to issue him a civil citation for that. So what we ask people is again, just use common sense, uh, err on the side of caution. You know, if somebody's trying to take the appropriate action and the law is ambiguous, you know, as chiefs, we fought this because of the ambiguity that was in the law and uh, the unanswered questions, uh, you know, what is close proximity? There's no definition. Uh, so it's close proximity that I'm sitting in the, um, on the couch in the living room and, you know, my child's on the love seat catty corner from me. Is that close proximity? Uh, I would probably say that probably would qualify as close proximity. But if I'm in the kitchen and the kid's in his bedroom, uh, two, you know, two rooms away, is that close proximity? Again, you know, the law's poorly written in that aspect. I uh, I probably know the answer to this question, but I'm going to go ahead and ask anyway. Your officers are allowed to drink alcohol when they're off duty. What's the policy going to be as far as the use of legal marijuana when an officer is off duty? We still we, we have a current zero tolerance policy, and that's what we're going to maintain. The law allows us to maintain that policy, and it will be zero tolerance for officers. But that applies to illegal drugs. I mean, again, they can drink while off duty. Since marijuana will no longer be illegal in the state of Illinois, does that still apply? And and why why should it apply? Well, absolutely. So first and foremost, you know, it, it is going to apply. It still does apply for our officers. As an employer, we have a right to uh, to uh, put regulations on our workforce, and this law did not change that. And with that, you know, here's the reason being is that uh, it, one is for the officer safety, it's for the public safety, and Say I have an officer that comes in and he's involved in a deadly force encounter. The law mandates that I have that officer go to the hospital for a blood draw now to make sure he's not under the influence or impaired. And cannabis stays in your system for how many days, you know, depending on who you talk to, up to 30 days. And how do I know if he, you know, uh, uh, the levels are in there from off duty the night before or what the deal is. But I don't want any question about my officers being under the influence or impaired while on duty when we have to make uh, split-second life uh, decisions. And that's what we wanted as chiefs, and that's why we fought to get that included in the veto session. Um, the uh, the pot business is going to be a cash-only business because of federal banking laws and things. They're going to be restricted in their ability to use uh, debit cards, credit cards, and things like that, which means you can have a lot of people, and I'm thinking especially on New Year's Day when this first becomes a possibility, a lot of people who may be carrying a lot of cash standing in line to get their hands on, on some of this. Are you going to have to uh, increase uh, patrols or security around these uh, around at least the Springfield Dispensary on New Year's Day to deal with that? Well, you know, so far, you know, when the medical marijuana went out, there was a lot of unanswered questions about that, too. And we haven't had any issues with the medical marijuana dispensaries here in town when that went forward. With this said, you know, we'll obviously monitor the first week or two of what's going on down there. We'll have conversations with the dispensaries. They can always request additional security, but they have pretty good security there now. They have uh, good procedures in place. Um, again, if, if they requested some extra security or if they wanted our input on their security of their private business, we would be more than happy to give them its input on it. But I think right now we're going to take a lot, kind of a – a monitor attitude. Uh, if you remember right, same thing happened with concealed carry went in effect. There was a lot of concerns about what was going to happen when concealed carry went in effect. You know, we trained our guys appropriately, just like we will here, and it's really been a non-issue for us here in Springfield. Chief, I know you've had real concerns about this, but do you see any upside? Do you see the advent of legal marijuana cutting into the illegal pot trade? Do you see this as uh, maybe uh, having less of those sorts of problems that your officers have to deal with? You know, that's a good question. I've thought about that. I've pondered it. And we've had discussions amongst my peers about that. And that's not what they're seeing in other states. You know, when we talk to the folks in Colorado and California and Washington, that's not what they've seen. So I anticipate to see a lot what they see. And that's a, a rising crime, especially thefts and property, th property crimes. 
uh, we'll see a rise, I believe, in probably fatal accidents. And that's one thing that we fought hard for in the law was to make sure that if you transport it in a vehicle, whether you're a passenger or an adult, it has to be in a odorless, child-proof container. And, uh, you know, and the reason being for that is that we don't want to take the chance of people even using it in the car. So if, if an officer walks up the car, smells cannabis coming from the car, that's still a probable cause to search the car and the people in the car. So with that said, you know, uh, our concerns is about the public safety and the motoring safety. I think that's the biggest risk this law will uh, have to the uh, general public. And with that, you know, that's the one aspect of law that we're going to strictly enforce is, you know, if you're transporting inappropriately, you're probably going to get cited. Uh, and it's actually a Class A misdemeanor. You could go to jail for it. So, uh, you know, making sure the public's aware of that. Uh, the law doesn't specify if you're walking down the street. It doesn't specify it has to be in a certain type of container. But in a vehicle, it does. And we're going to strictly enforce it. That's part of the education campaign we've been trying to do here recently. Um, part of this, too, also means that past offenders may see those marijuana offenses, low-level possession type offenses, uh, removed from their records, expunged. How do you feel about those cases that your officers have investigated, potentially uh, those, those cases being wiped off the books? You know, as I tell people all the time, uh, we're not in the business of agreeing with laws or writing the laws. Uh, you know, all we can do is express our, our views and our concerns at the uh, state house, and ultimately there's people who are elected to make those decisions. So, you know, we'll live with it and we'll just move on with it. Finally, Chief, uh, you, you talked about the education campaign that you've been doing. What else does the general public need to know uh, about what's going to happen three weeks from today and, and how uh, they will be interacting with this new world of legal marijuana here in Springfield and Illinois? Well, you know, there's some major takeaways. Like I said, this law is very uh, big. We're working on a, an FAQ that we're going to put out online, put on our websites uh, to go with this. And, uh, again, you know, we've talked about even doing some additional training into January because we know that, you know, some people may not partake till later on. And this is going to take a, you know, more than a one or two time stop to try to get this word out to people. But there's so much in the law that people need to be aware of. You know, um, the concern is that people are going to say, hey, January 1st comes and, you know, recreational marijuana is here and you can do whatever you want. That's just absolutely false. Uh, the keys, I think, for people, to, if I had some key takeaways, one would be that recreational marijuana only applies to those age 21 and above. If you are under 21, you cannot possess, use, or consume any type of marijuana or cannabis. Uh, two, you can only purchase marijuana from a legal dispensary. Uh, you can't buy it from, you know, Joe on the street corner or whatever. Uh, three, it has to be, uh, you cannot smoke it in a public place. You cannot smoke it on uh, public transportation. Uh, it can't be transported in a car like we talked about earlier, which is in a child resistance seal odorless container. And it also, in addition with that I didn't talk about, uh, it has to be reasonably inaccessible in the car. So what is that? Uh, is that locked in the glove box? Is that in the trunk? Again, air on the side of the caution. Put it out of, the, uh, uh, out of your reach. That's the easiest way to explain it to people, I think. You know, three, there are limits. You can't just have as much as you want. You know, if you're going to have raw flower marijuana, you can have up to 30 grams. You know, infused products up to 500 milligrams, and then you can have five uh, milligrams of concentrate. Um, to go with that, you know, uh, we talked earlier, you know, if our dog hits on a car, then we can still search the car. If we smell an odor of marijuana coming from the car, burnt cannabis, we can still search the car. It may have been the fact that you smoked it right before you got in the car, but the smell's still there. So trying to get that word out to people. Uh, we kind of talked a little bit before about you can't smoke around people who are under the age of 21 uh, in close proximity. 
uh, a big one, you know, and it's not really a police issue, but I know we're going to have to deal with it, you know, is uh, landlords can prohibit the use of marijuana in their rental properties. So I advise everybody, check your lease, talk to your landlord. Uh, you know, depending on what your lease says, you might get evicted if you're partaking in the use of recreational marijuana at your house. Uh, to go along with that, it's still illegal in federally subsidized housing. Speak to SHA. Find out what their rules on it, how they're planning on doing it. You know, and then last but not least, we kind of hit it on about police officers, but every employer, is my understanding, still has a right to keep in effect their current um, drug policy. So it may affect you at work. So talk to your employer and uh, see what their rules are going to be on. You know, those are the key takeaways that I would say. And again, this is about educating our public so they're aware of what's going on. Obviously, uh, recreational marijuana is here. Uh, the laws are what the law is. We'll deal with it. We'll move forward. We just want people to do it in a safe manner. We don't want you getting out and driving impaired. Uh, if you're going to partake, partake reasonably uh, and uh, in a reasonable manner, in a safe manner, and uh, we'll do our job. Springfield Police Chief Kenny Winslow, we really appreciate all the information this afternoon. Thanks so much. And uh, if we don't talk to you beforehand, Merry Christmas and a Happy New Year to you, Chief. Have a good day, sir. Bye.